Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. Here I'm just talking about me, myself, and I, and give you an insight of my life, as the title already suggests. So for this episode, I want to talk about a lot of things today, but I try to keep it short. Um, so that I wouldn't drag the podcast uh, into like a boring state. And so today I want to talk specifically about Lee Soo Young. Um, if you don't know her, she is a K-pop singer, a singer um, from Korea, and she's from the group Acton Musician or Akmu, in short. So Acton Musician um, is a duo. Uh, of a two of of a sibling group, so um, a sister and a brother group, so to say, and um, they sing more like ballads, um, more um, less pop, I would say, but sometimes they go on that uh, road. But most of the times they are known to uh, to sing about um, like love and lust. And also finding yourself in that way, so more on the ballad side um, of the music spectrum, I would say. And um, I've always liked her, especially because she is quite different from a normal um, K-pop singer or Korean singer, because she seems to be very aware what she what she actually is. And how many people are looking up to her? In that sense, that she's very careful the way she talks. I, I mean, a lot of K-pop singer art, but she's more conscious in the way that she wants to give people joy and want to give them like self-confidence, believing yourself, and not let other people, you know, um, take over your life with their comments. Especially, she has to endure a lot of rude comments about her appearance and so on. She also said in one interview that people said, "Oh, you have a, you have a great voice, but you're you it would be better if you're prettier." And you know, in Asia, they have like, especially in Korea, they have like a strict beauty standard. And for K-pop singers, um. Just in general, general Korean singers, they have to obtain this beauty standard in order to be successful, to be heavily promoted, and to get the um, public attention. And um, she is quite aware that she doesn't really um, fit to the Korean beauty standard. But she said that she also. But she feels that she will fit in other beauty standards as well, and that she has to find her own way um, of um, loving herself and um, having this self confidence, this self esteem. And she talked to um, smaller children. It was a YouTube video. It just came up recently, so you will find it on YouTube. And. She um, talked to younger children, asked them, Do, "How's your self-esteem? Do you like yourself in that sense?" And all these children were so self-confident and said, "Yes, I love myself. I like myself a lot." Um, my parents don't tell me all the time that I'm great, but I know from the inside that I'm great. And when I heard that, ne, I was like, "Whoa!" I mean. 
when did we start to doubt ourselves? Like, in a young age, did we ever had like this, um, this, this, um, how do you say it? Um, this losing trust in ourselves, not liking ourselves because of our appearance, our personality, or because of any other things. And so seeing these young children still being in their pure innocence, I would say, and being just blandly happy with themselves is so inspiring, to be honest. Especially because usually we say children have to learn from adults about things in life, which is true. But I feel also from young children we can learn to don't lose this purity, this innocence that I think no one in this world, even their older age, would ever lose. And we just sometimes forget that we have this part in us. And so seeing these children being so happy with themselves and don't they don't have any complaints about themselves. They just take themselves the way they are 100% really opened my eyes thinking, when did I lose it? When did, where, where was the point in my life where I said, oh, there's something wrong with me? When did it start? Was it because of school? Was it because of the people I experienced in my life? I mean, that could quite be and an, an, um, an, an, how do you say it, an explanation? Especially in my school time, I was uh, bullied by two people. And so maybe that brought my self-esteem a more little down, to be honest. And, you know, moving from a school to another, being the new kid and getting all this attention maybe made me um, lose this purity of just being okay with yourself, not having so many doubts and complaints. I feel like I lost it over the course of my life, I feel like. And so seeing these children really, yeah, really, really make me happy. It really did. It really did. And I also like um, the singer, like I said, Lee Soo-yeon. Um, she came up with a new song, Alien, and I really enjoyed the song. It's really cool. I liked her green hair. And yeah, she just looks really different. And even the song, she um, heavily expressed that people thought that she's an alien and in, the, in that sense that she's different than others and that is quite prevalent in her appearance. And um, I feel like this is what really like draw me to her because she didn't like obey to the beauty standards i mean is the, i mean is it really that bad i would say like there's a difference of like feeling uncomfortable because there's something that you don't like but in 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 korea most of the people go under the knife because they want to you know fit in the beauty standard to have success and i feel like this is a difference than in the here in the west where individuality is still there not as much but more than in i would say asian or um, asian countries or korea yeah so um yeah i really like her i really like for what she stands for i like her voice she has a really really beautiful voice 
and I feel like she's one of my favorite female solo singers in Korea, to be honest. Um, there are also other solo singers like Crush or Dean or Sam Kim who are just as amazing. But especially because Lee Se Young comes with this message, it really draws me to her and I always look and uh, always support her promotions and her new songs. So yeah, I'm really happy that, you know, she's people recognize her. She She's very, really well known with her brother in Korea and that she stands for this body positivity in that sense. I don't think she really, she's really aware that she's actually standing for body positivity, but in that sense, she's doing that unknowingly, I suppose. So, um, yeah, it's really cool to see her thriving in the, in the, in the climate of perfectionism when it comes to visuals, I would say. Yeah. So, what is happening in my life? Tomorrow, my, um, my new, the new semester starts. Tomorrow, yeah. And I feel quite nervous. I mean, it's my fifth semester now. And um, yes, it's going, the, the end is near, to be honest. I mean, and when, I, when it goes to plan, I will graduate next year, next summer. So let's see, maybe I would take one semester, I would add an, um, one semester and because uh, of the exams, I failed some, so I have to rewrite them. I hope that I can make it within um, the semester so I don't have to add an additional semester because it's quite expensive. So I really work hard that I finish everything on time. And um, yeah, so I'm a little stressed because I really had to prepare myself before um, everything starts, before the semester starts. But um, yeah, I'm working hard and trying my best. But I still feel nervous, especially because in also this semester, everything's going to be online. Um, but like laboratory work, um, like I said, I study biotechnology, so I have to do a lot of lab work. And therefore, I have to be I have to be there. Um, so that's um, that's the only thing. But usually, the whole semester will be online. Exactly. And um, yeah, it's just really weird to see everybody again after a whole semester without any uh, lectures, um, only lectures online and so on so I, f I don't know it's just weird to be there again yeah and when it comes to that i also have to talk about trusting myself i mean trusting yourself is also something that also has something to do with loving yourself and today i, w I felt a little bit down because um i don't know if i would make it you know living my life in university and uh, the pressure I give, I give myself. Uh, I have to admit I am a perfectionist and so I always want everything the way I want it to be, how I envision it, but at the end of the day it's not guaranteed all the time and I have to acknowledge that but sometimes it brings me down if I don't make it the way I wanted to do it. 
and this is like one thing I also have to learn not only loving myself and having a higher self-esteem but also trusting myself and not doubt myself in about my abilities um I have that a lot where I feel like mm, the people around me they know it better than I am I, I am too dumb to understand everybody understood but I didn't um the professor saying something and I don't understand and I feel frightened and i'm really working on it but it's really really hard and the good thing is i have my parents i can talk to them i can talk about my insecurities and um yeah i feel like really um privileged that i have that because i know a lot of people don't have this strong um support system So I I'm not taking it for granted. I also not take it for granted or in in being in the university. Um there's a lot of people who want to be at my place and I always have to remember that how privileged I am and how far I came. I mean I had to write a lot of exams to get to the university I am. So I really have to remind about or I might remind myself about it almost every day, you know, because this self-doubt comes most most of the time like once a day or even twice a day. And I always have to combat that with um positive thinking, which is sometimes hard, but what what helps me a lot is just watching something really funny. and remind myself not to take everything too um serious. I'm a young person I have to enjoy my life. And today it took me a lot of time to realize that today was a really difficult time, but I talked to my parents and now I'm now I'm really back to who I am, to what I want to be. Yeah. And what really helps with trusting yourself is having like success experience and success stories that you experience. Uh, for example, oh I did this um, exam really well. It pushes you to have more self uh, to, to trust yourself more to pass the other exam. Or on any other field in your life, I always think like the last time you really succeed and take this a uh, power this strength for the next mission to accomplish and that's what I'm really trying to do not to doubt myself just because I didn't uh, pass uh, uh, some exams and I just have to try to not give up which is sometimes hard and not going to lie um but I really try to put myself out there and to talk with you know my people in the university with my friends that I'm studying with and not to be afraid to ask question or you know expose myself as the person who might be not the best <laughs> in this uh, in this major but really tries her best that's how I want to put it so yeah I'm really working hard and I hope that I will make it no I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying I will, I hope I know I'm going to make it I know it It's just that I have to believe in it and I hope that I will believe in it. I know it's going to happen but first of all I have to believe in it and I'm really trying to believe. That's that's really important and I want to give it to you guys as well. Don't give up. I know it's hard especially if you're a student and um you feel like 
um, everything is a lot. Even if you don't study and you work and you have like an uh, assignment to to present or you have a presentation or whatever, just don't give up. To be honest, at the end you will make it anyways. It's just that this doubts and this second feels like like two rocks on your on your shoulders that tries to bring you down. Don't do that. <laughs> so, it sounds so easy. And to be honest, it's not. But I just try to push myself to do what I have to do and what I want to do. So guys out there and you guys out there, just don't give up. To be honest, I am a mess and I'm still not giving up. <laughs> yeah. So um, I would also like to talk about the update about my Bumble situation. As you, I don't know if you, if you didn't uh, listen to the podcast um, last week, I talked about uh, Bumble and um, Tinder, you know, Bumble versus Tinder, who's better? And I said that Bumble is the winner. Um, yeah, I'm not really that active on the app, to be honest, because I had so much to do. And um, I got uh, some matches, but most of the times if you write the guys, they don't reply. Which is really weird because um, you put an, an account on Bumble and you should at least try to communicate. And if, even if you don't have any interest, I would like you to say it instead of just, just ignoring the text, to be honest. There was one guy uh, where I was matched with, whom I was matched with, and... He, I was like, yo, hi. He was like, hi, how are you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. He wasn't really asking questions. I was the one really pushing the um, conversation. And I was like, hey, um, please um, talk about yourself. What do you have to say about you? And he didn't reply. So what I did was I just unmatched him because it was just a waste of time. And it really discouraged me to to still um, be on Bumble because uh, just because of the pandemic and so on, I don't feel like really I want, it's not like, I feel like I don't want to date right now, not only because of university and stuff, but also because of the, of the pandemic. And I just, it's just, I can't meet anyone and it will be just a waste of time, to be honest. So... I would just leave it out there. My my account is still there. People can still swipe left on or right on my pictures. But I don't know if I would, to be honest. I mean, I will give you an update, but um, for now, Bumble is just there, existing for me. But it's not in the use. Nope. Not for now. Maybe later when, you know, the second wave of Corona has come down a little then maybe, but let's see. For now, it's not really um, smart to do that. And um, yeah, I'm not really interested now. Yeah. So um, I would like to talk about my interest. Um, as you don't know, is that I have more interest than in having a podcast is also um, baking. I bake a lot when I'm at my parents' place. I bake almost in a week, maybe four times, on maybe even five, five times a week on good 
and got good weeks and then like on quote unquote bad weeks um it's like once a week especially if i have to do a lot of things and i don't have time to bake dance only like once a week and usually on the weekends yeah so um i like baking i've been baking since i am um, since since my since i was 14 i would say around that age so it's been quite a while i'm still learning and um yes i'm just enjoying it it's really cool and you know caring and sharing i like to share my cakes showing off my cake and letting people enjoy it so i love that a lot what i really like is also fashion but to be honest i can't really play much with fashion since um i'm a broke student so i can't buy a lot of clothes and i usually try to buy second hand because not only because of the environmental um, aspect which is really important but also because of the financial aspect because it's much more cheaper to get high quality clothes and second hand and so i really recommend you guys to do that you can do it online uh, there's a lot of apps and um, sites where you can buy f- uh, second hand clothes um yeah but for now i just try to um to manage my money well um because you never know how things might turn out especially with corona and with university so i'm not usually an extravagant person i don't spend a lot of money so i really try to keep myself low with spending only i only spend on necessary things which is food rent and mm, stationery but that's it to be honest and maybe skincare um yeah that's i think that's it so i really have to try to manage my money well so i still have money to save which is my ultimate goal yeah and as you already heard from my first story with Lisa Yun, I am a K-pop fan. I've been a K-pop fan since I was 13. And um, it's a really funny story how I came into K-pop. It was actually, um, I, 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 I wanted to look for a song that was played in, in a commercial for um, Venus, this um, razor um brand for women and so i was like oh i love this song and so i wrote venus song (laughs) back then so when i wrote venus song there came a group a group song from hello venus i don't know if you guys know hello venus but they're really underrated girl group who have already disbanded i feel like two or three years ago but um yeah but because of them i got to know capo for the first time and i really liked them i really liked their songs and from there i got into other groups like bts and when bts was still new had their uh, thick eye um eyeliner and had this like hip-hop persona and back then i didn't even know that bts was a boy group i thought that they were like a hip-hop dance group but um apparently not they they are and were a legit boy group and so 
It was really cool to think about how stupid I was. I was like, hell, BTS? Never heard of them. Must be a dance group. Just because they dance. But have you ever seen them singing? Of course. They're a boy group. But back then, I didn't really see that. Yeah, I like um, BTS a lot back then and now too. And seeing them grow and growing with them is actually really cool, to be honest. Um... Exactly, and then other groups like God Seven. I usually only like listen to boy groups who debuted or were like rookies around this time, you know, like God Seven, BTS, and other groups at that time, which is really funny when I think about that. But I also listen to older boy groups as well, or girl groups, I mean, Girls Generation 21. who uh, was uh, really active at that time when I first um, discovered um, K-pop. So I'm still happy that I still got like the golden age of 21 and girls' generation still promoting and that I could still experience it, especially also FX. Um, I also really like B1A4 who already, who have uh, come back recently. Um, So I was, yeah, I was a really really beautiful time i also got to know actor musician at that time too um so i think like the time to the, the, the year i discovered youtube was um i mean k-pop was around 2013 so and that time um so like the 2000 2000 uh, the 2013 um era is still like it's like has a has a special special heart, a place in my heart, and so all the boy groups who debuted at that time, I all knew them because of that because I was like really into K-pop, but when time progresses and I got like an quote unquote adult, I didn't have the time to be invested so much in K-pop, so I lost track here and there, but like the groups that I uh, followed back then, I'm still following them now. And um, like New York boy groups, like from the fourth fourth generation, I feel like, um, like Stray Kids and Itzy, yeah, I listen to them frequently. And who else is in the fourth generation? Is NCT considered fourth generation? I'm not really sure, but I like listening listen to them too. EXO, of course, EXO was like the gold for me. Um, I could never really decide who I like more, BTS or EXO. For me, they were just as equally as beautiful and as, as amazing. So, yeah, they were like my bias. And the, the thing is, I don't have like a bias in BTS. They were, they all have their charms that I can never decide. But for EXO, it would be only the one and only Kai. There, I can decide immediately it was Kai. The first time I saw him, I was like, yo. This guy will get my money. <laughs> no, but um, I would, I'm just joking. But um, yeah, I like these groups a lot. Yeah. So um, I think we are going to the end of this podcast episode. Um, what I want to um, say, lastly, is that 
I opened an Instagram account for this podcast. So if you don't want to email me like um, recommendations or ideas for my podcast or just your story or advices that you want to give and I will just read it out in the, uh, in the podcast, you can also DM me on Instagram. I will put it in the info um, in the info right from the uh, from this episode so you can dm me follow me if you want to um instagram is not really that important for me um but i will definitely um write to you back if you dm me of course i will try to um write to all um the um yeah the the, the messages and yeah i think that's the end for today um, thank you for listening. Um, I, would, I, I love doing that. I love um, talking about my experience, but I would even like it more to be in contact with uh, my listeners and getting like messages or suggestions or questions that I can then answer or comment um, in this podcast. So please feel free and um yeah thank you for listening thank you for taking your time and we see each other next week bye